This is No Starving Artist Podcast. I'm Anisa Benitez, your host and fellow creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, mentally and spiritually, as we all deserve a successful creative life. Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is about self-care versus self-love, how they're different and how they also feed into one another. Why is it that people who do all the self-care things maybe don't feel differently? They don't feel loving, they don't feel worthy, they don't feel a significant change, but a self-love person, somebody who loves themselves dearly, uh, tends to practice self-care very organically. It may not look that way in the external sense of wearing yoga, doing yoga and wearing matching sweats or eating a rainbow of vegetables for every meal, but it's seen in their ability to rest, hold boundaries, communicate honestly, show up for friends and family, etc. I think that it's important to understand this difference and how it pertains to the creative journey to be a thriving artist, not a starving artist, to be a self-loving artist. Our agenda for today's episode is first how this topic became relevant to me. Our next segment will be on defining self-care and defining self-love. And I invite you to make those definitions for yourself as well. And our last segment will be a culture wreck, a YouTube video. If you've been enjoying this podcast, getting value from this podcast, your support through sharing a review on Apple Podcasts makes a huge difference. Sharing this podcast on social makes a huge difference. So yeah, that would be appreciated. Otherwise, let's get into it. This topic became relevant to me in a fairly superficial way. On TikTok, there's a new wave of more aesthetic content arising as more larger content creators are moving and moving their stuff over to the platform, the app. And it looks more like to Instagram, at least my For You page does. It's now filled with some acai bowls and some sunset, tropical vacations, some face masks, some massages, Pilates tutorials, yogis galore, meditation practices galore, and lots of complicated vegan food, which I love. I'm not mad at it either. It gives me a moment to pause. And in this moment of pause, I said, is this my thing? Because I promote creative wellness. Is this what I do? I guess so, since, you know, I love wellness and all, maybe to some extent, but it feels like there's a spiritual component missing. Oh, right. It's that these are self-care practices and highly beautiful ones. Not just walking down my littered street in Brooklyn, which is my daily exercise, or doing breath work in my bed with puffy eyes before getting up in the morning. That's not the pretty stuff, that's not the stuff we showcase, but that is also self-care. I do these things, even the unpretty things, because they make me feel good, and I deserve to feel good. I also make the time for them, because I feel I'm worthy of that. I do self-care out of self-love, more often now than I did historically. I used to, had to calendar it a lot more. And now 
self-loving is just a really organic way for me to practice a lot of these things. Sometimes self-care is really not fun and I tend to do it anyway. So self-love, I guess, is then an intention while self-care is just the action. Ah, I think to myself, that's what's missing from these wellness industry leaders. It's not being driven home that, and it, it isn't across just most societies culturally, that a lot of these things are us seeking to love ourselves more. Then my mind went many places and I've been thinking about ways that I've been dating and being wooed by people who do like meditation retreats and take long salt baths but then I get a closer look at them and maybe meet them and learn that they don't really allow themselves time to get silly, play, or give their employees weekends off. I think that one uh, that says something. It says a lot. And sometimes it, it takes getting really close to people to see their self-talk, to witness it a little bit. You see it in the way that they maybe talk illly of others. That's a good sign of somebody who probably doesn't talk so well of themselves. And I, rather than need to lean into psychoanalyzing other people all the time, take the moment and remind myself to tune back into myself instead. What we can always do is continue to work on ourselves and love ourselves more. And our recognition of our love for ourselves helps us identify it in others. And so that's just been a learning that I've had and being like, oh, there's a difference here. Um, And gaining a better recognition makes that difference more pronounced, I believe. So the next section is dedicated to differentiating the two for the purpose of making sure that we are still carrying the intention of love wherever we go and to better ourselves ultimately because it shouldn't be so hard. Self-care, the good, the bad, etc. It shouldn't be difficult. It should be something that is approached with much more ease and it doesn't cost a thing. So in this segment, we'll define the difference between self-care and self-love. And before I do or share any definitions with you, I invite you to define them yourself. So I'll give you a minute to answer each, beginning with what is self-care? Next, defining what is self-love. What is your definition of self-love?
I hope you've learned something from your definitions as your definitions matter most in listening to podcasts. What's interesting is we're always just looking not to hear the right words, but to find resonance. Words are cheap and there are so many that are thrown around and the ones that matter to us that are most useful to us are the ones that resonate with us at that point in time. Our words can therefore, the words that we need to hear can change in the future. So I hope that your definition provides you the most accurate sense of those terms, self-love and self-care for where you are right now. Because if your definition is too far-fetched, it can make you feel inadequate in some ways. I'll use the term self-love. And I think loving every part of yourself can be a big turnoff in a lot of people's minds, for instance. It's been shared with me actually multiple times as I share self-love, self-love, all over social media. People are like, I prefer self-acceptance. Because while we may not be at a point where we just really love every part of ourselves. We may not love our evil sides, our shadow sides, our anger, our jealousy, our rage. And that's fair. And that's where you're at. And that's great. I think maybe if I wasn't going down the acting pathway, then I'd maybe still feel like just acceptance towards those shadow sides in, in some ways. But for acting work, oh my gosh, I love I love the full extent of my expression. That's where I'm at, personally. It is handy. Um, and here's a definition for self-care. Very brief, and then majority time, we'll spend on uh, giving weight to self-love. Here's a definition of self-care. The conscious act of supporting your physical, mental, spiritual, social, and emotional well-being. So that's a lot. Physical, social, mental, spiritual, emotional. Oftentimes, self-care doesn't really highlight those. I think they highlight a lot more, like, as I'm talking, as it pertains to, like, what's shown in the media, on social media, in the news, spoken about. We usually tend to recognize physical health a ton, right? Working out, eating healthy, um, sleeping. We tend to maybe emphasize mental well-being, um, like using a Rubik's Cube, intelligence, you know, strengthening reading self-help books, going to therapy. Maybe we talk about emotional, which is also therapy, and talking about our feelings or processing difficult things. Spiritual, a lot less so. And so this podcast aims to support your spiritual well-being. Maybe going to a church. Maybe it's through social that your spiritual well-being is fed. Really, like having a community of people that you feel like you're in alignment with. That you can spend time with at ease. Mm, But yeah, social well-being is definitely not always seen as self-care spending time with people who you love, how that affects you, maybe even that's your children, having a family, how that plays into our self-care. These are all forms of self-care. And when it comes to self-love, I found two definitions that 
yeah, I appreciate it and are worth sharing. The first is short and the second is long. So if you go online and you Google self-love definitions, this this person's information comes up near the top. Therapist Andrea Brandt. She defines self-love as self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. That definition is meant in not the narcissistic, egotistical way, but in the way of knowing your worth, having your boundaries, so you can therefore operate in the world at your full capacity. Then I also really appreciated this very elongated article. The author is Benu Sekur Dur, and the website is teenybuddha.com. What self-love means and 20 ways to be good to yourself. Self-love is hard to really define. Um, I appreciated therapist Andrea Brantz. And I think because self-love, and I see it as intention, is so hard to define, these 20 ways to be good to yourself might be helpful ones for us to reflect on because it's not always so visible, self-love. One, choosing ourselves. Two, telling what is true for us. Not swallowing your words and expressing what you think want to do feel three giving your body nurture rest exercise a comfort so that permission to give four wearing things that make you feel good personally not to impress other people really for your inner child <laughs> to be like oh this is snazzy five building a life that you love not waiting for somebody to enter your life to scoop you up and show you a better life, but really creating that for yourself. Six, love is accepting yourselves, the good, the bad, the ugly, and we don't even need to label it. You're just accepting your whole self, not your shadow self, your whole being. Seven, making time to do whatever you love, making time to play, making time to get messy, create, not worrying about wasting time, allowing for flow state. Eight, owning your inner and outer beauty rather than needing and depending on the compliments, affirmation of others. Nine, not re-rehearsing mistakes of the past or dragging ourselves to dark places when we know we can't we've learned from the past and we can't change it either so yeah i think this one especially not dragging ourselves mentally stop like beating yourself up internally you know letting things go and that's why mindfulness practices are helpful for that you can realize oh this is a thought that i've actually already addressed and we've learned from this and we're good now And spending quality time connected to others, not like watching TV, but uh, really engaging in their presence. 11, using discretion when sharing your heart, yourself, your dreams with others. Why? Because you have some level of personal boundaries. 12, trusting the path that your soul is making. 
to become a conscious co-creator with the universe. 13. Not blaming our parents for our current issues. Working to heal our wounds. Moving towards that. 14. Following your gut intuition instead of living in the brain or the ego. 15. Staying in our integrity when it comes to ourselves and keeping ourselves in check when it comes to patterns or lying of lying, manipulation, uh, codependency, withholding, pretending, checking ourselves for those things. 16. Allowing ourselves to dream big without contaminating our dreams with judgment, perception, and limitations, and lacking of deserving. Dreaming big is so hard. This one is definitely not to be um, undermined because our rationalization of our dreams is usually what holds us back from seeing larger potential, so allowing your imagination, imagination to be expansive. 17. Knowing that we're spending emotional, mental, financial, and physical energy whether these activities bring us joy, connection, nurturing, and creativity is up to us. 18. Taking responsibility for experiences. Having that deeper self-awareness when it comes to making life choices. 19. Not labeling ourselves with the opinions of others. 20. Learning to set boundaries that protect and nurture our relationships with ourselves and with others. Ultimately, we're doing all of these things and these things with a sense of intention, self-love being the intention, loving and accepting ourselves even when we fail at doing these things is self-love. I love self-love! And I think that the intention is so clear. It's so powerful to see in the world. Usually intentions are rooted in fear or in love. Not much in between. And so, yeah. A scope and a way to see these. And I hope that you defining your definitions of... You defining self-love and self-care helps you get more insight into where you're at what you see as both, and I hope that these additional definitions helped you. I've been starting most mornings like this. You to give me and us words of, because of, what I ultimately struggle with is, is the self-love. So I just want to have some words from you about self-love that I can use and just yeah. like... Here's the first thing. Stop using the word struggle. But struggle is how I feel, Abraham, so shouldn't I say how I feel? Well, be aware that you're feeling struggle and then just say to yourself something like, well, I can't really get out of struggle from struggle. So maybe I should call it struggly. Something that's a little less strugglesome than struggle. Clarifying. Sifting. I've been sifting through life. So ask your question again. We're not mocking you. We're wanting to find a way to get you to exactly where you want to be. So now say it again. So I just was hoping to get get some powerful words of self-love that I can use to just like really go after what it is that I want. Because I'm, I'm, I'm blocking myself and I know that. So I want to like just... So we're looking for something that loosens the 
lock. Like a rampage of self-love that I can just like. <laughs> I love listening to Abraham Hicks and that clip was from Travis Eric's YouTube channel and the title being Abraham Hicks. This is how you allow yourself self-love. I encourage you to listen to the full version of the audio. Um, actually only 14 minutes long, so it's really easy to get through. But what's happening in that segment is this guy is asking, how do I get to a place of self-love? I've been struggling with depression and anxiety, and I just want to be in that place. I want to get there. And I think that's what a lot of people are driven to self-care practices for, to feel love, to feel good, to feel on that stable ground. And you noticed Esther Hicks as Abraham says, let's start by not calling it struggle. How about struggling and all these things? Because self-love is often what's available to us. And we're blocking ourselves from a lot of the embrace of love through the words that we speak. We're not asking usually for words. We're asking for resonance. We want to feel seen. We want to feel accepted. We want to allow less resistance. We want, we want to minimize resistance. We want things to pass through. And so I think this culture wreck is here um, and for you to listen to the full extent of because I think that many of us begin to forget that we've always carried the love that we're seeking. And so when you go through the journey of finding a job, finding a partner, finding something external from you to feel love, then it feels particularly difficult when it's not hitting all the spots. Because you want to feel understood and feeling understood feels really great, but we're always understood by ourselves by source, by universe, by higher power, have you. But if we really understand ourselves, then we're understood. And nobody will understand you to the extent that you can understand yourself, the extent that you can love yourself, the extent that you can care for yourself, etc. And so I think that this, yeah, just listening will hopefully be clarifying for you. I think along our creative journey, it's so powerful to love yourself in particular, going back to a lot of those tips on how to love yourself is because it allows you to be expansive, to dream bigger, to open yourself up to greatness, to greater potential, to work in flow, to allow yourself flow state, to work with ease. And so I hope that this episode has been supportive to you. Thank you for listening. If you've been getting value from this podcast, please share it with someone. You can find me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing with you. I appreciate you.